The Dallas Stars start out 1-0 on their four-game road trip, getting the win last night against the Anaheim Ducks in dramatic comeback fashion. And on today's show, we will talk all about this game, talk about the, the solid third period that the Stars actually played despite what they've done the rest of the season, talk about the rest of the game as a whole as it pertains to defense and Miro Haskinen's return, and then, of course, talk about the rest of the Western Conference and who the next domino to fall out of the playoff race will be. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Stars media, coming to you on this Wednesday, March 30th, the end of the month of March. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day remember we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform be sure to hit that subscribe button on youtube getting very very close to 200 subs which is awesome all credit to you guys for making that happen you guys are the best uh, and i truly do love making this content for you guys but let's get right into it speaking of content because we have a stacked show today in terms of what happened last night in southern california against the Ducks and really the key to this game. I mean, the stars come out with the dramatic three to two win, another comeback win. And so much of it has to be credited to the near perfect third period that they played. Uh, you know, they played okay in the first and they had some rough stretches in the second, obviously giving up those two goals. But then everything finally seemed to click and come together for this stars team in this game in the third period and obviously a big part of that is scoring two unanswered goals to tie the game and then eventually take the lead and it's the usual suspects from the past several games that we've seen rope hints scored his 29th goal of the season he is certainly a shoe-in to be a 30 goal scorer this season with how many games remain on the schedule and how hot he is right now offensively and then jason robertson actually gets his 30th assist of the season on that rope hints goal so big milestone for Jason Robertson there with 30 assists. Uh, Rope hints on 30 goal watch for pretty much the rest of the season, but I imagine he will get there probably sometime on this road trip, if not on Thursday night. And then, of course, you look at that second goal. Jacob Peterson went to score the game winner off a great pass from John Klingberg. I mean, oh, John Klingberg is like, you know, if you watch a movie and there's, you know, the the trope where, uh, you know, people talk bad about a character and then it seems like they're, they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to be okay. They're not going to get a go get along. Uh, they're going to argue for the rest of the movie, but then, you know, the character that's been hurt decides to forgive uh, and come back and, and help out or, or, you know, do whatever they had promised to do. And I feel like that's John Klingberg in this situation, regardless of whether or not he demanded a trade, regardless of whether or not the stars were actually looking to move him, at least amongst the fan base. And I know myself in the media, there was all these talks that Klingberg was likely going to be moved from the stars at the trade deadline. Um, and of course, I think the the sickness of Miro Haskinen helped with that, although you don't want to see Miro get sick more on him later. In fact, Miro Haskinen. But I mean, but now he hasn't been traded. He knows that he's here for the rest of the season. And I know he wants to make a playoff push along with these other longtime veterans of this team like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, Alexander Radulov. And he's just played 
so well ever since the trade deadline. I, I really love to see it. Who knows where the stars would be if we'd been getting this John Klingberg all season long, but better late than never. He makes a really nice pass. And then not to negate the, the goal from Jacob Peterson, uh, he goes at Gibson, the, the Ducks goaltender, who had just been denying the stars all game long. It seemed like another one of those games that we were going to be talking about. Well, the stars had their looks, but you know uh, the goalie was just too good. But they finally crack his armor, and they do so twice in order to get the win. Uh, and, you know, once again, we talked about the comeback fashion of this game. It's been a theme pretty much, you know, the back half of the season, especially in this month of March. The Stars were able to dial in and win a game in comeback fashion, uh, even though a lot of these seem to be against teams that they probably shouldn't have to come back against, except for the Carolina Hurricanes. That is a crazy comeback, and that is a, an absolutely fantastic win, uh, even though they probably didn't deserve it. That's going to go down as one of the best wins of the season but this has really just kind of become the mantra for the dallas stars in 2022 is find a way come back be gritty about it play defensive play physical uh but you know let the goals come late in the game and let's make things as dramatic as possible uh probably not that last part but i think the the first parts of that definitely had some semblance to it uh some sense to it if you will and, you know i think you know you look at the goal scoring you look at rope and jacob peterson jason robertson john klingberg making some incredible offensive plays to keep the stars in this game and help them get the win but then things defensively also looked really sharp and really clean and we haven't always been able to say that this season uh you know they won faceoffs and helped jake ottinger whenever the game went to a six on five and now they leapfrog vegas for that second wild card spot at the time of recording this some big big games on Wednesday uh, that will affect playoff seeding with the Canucks, the, the Golden Knights, you name it. Uh, but, you know, you look at the faceoff percentages from guys. I feel like that's been a huge issue for the Stars this season. Late in the third period when they have that one goal lead is they can't get possession of the puck in their own zone. But Luke Glendening was 62.5% in his faceoffs on the game. Roddick Fox is 66.7%. Jamie Benn also 62.5%. Tyler Sagan even went 63.6%. So you look at these guys. The, the leaders of the team in the faceoff circle, especially Luke Glendening, Roddick Foxa, and, and even Jamie Benn to some extent. I mean, these are the guys that for a while uh, have, have done that for the Stars, except Luke. But he's kind of been that go-to guy since the first game of the season. And he has filled that role with excellence. And it really came up big last night. And even I know uh, Josh and Razor were saying it on the broadcast that the Stars had been good in the faceoff circle all game. And then they even credited part of that to the win last night that the Anaheim Ducks really could not get set up in their own zone despite having the extra man on the ice tonight. That was massive. It helps Jake out Jake Ottinger out a ton, and it just makes it easier for you to win hockey games uh, when you're able to control the puck in your own zone and either clear or just make it difficult for the opposition to get set up and get their offense rolling. But overall, this is a great team win. Everyone in the third period seemed to rally, come together to get the W. I really don't feel like anyone was slacking off and now they just got to rinse and repeat on Thursday. Same arena, same team. Um, I, I imagine the lineups will maybe look the same. I, I'm curious to see if we get Jake Ottinger in net again because he played fantastic. I feel like that's not even a storyline at this point. It's just a given that nine times out of ten, Jake Ottinger is going to take the ice and he's going to play a really solid game. Uh, but also would not be upset if we see Scott Wedgwood take the ice on Thursday night against the Ducks. Uh, with the back-to-back -back coming on the weekend, let maybe, you know, you start Wedgwood on Thursday, let Jake Ottinger get the start in San Jose on Saturday, and then maybe let Wedgwood get the start on Sunday in Seattle, a two-and-two -two road trip for both of these goalies that seem to be just on fire right now, even though we've only seen one game from Wedgwood. But that one game uh, against one of the best offenses in the league was enough for me to be convinced that this was a good pickup at the deadline. But we will continue to talk about some of the storylines from this game, including the return of one Miro 
Haskinen and the impact that that has on this team in last night's game and going forward. All of that coming up after a quick break and a thank you to some of our sponsors. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They are better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, while most Built Bars contain 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and a new flavor for this month with white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Getting right back into this Wednesday episode of Locked on Stars. Your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter. You can also find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow at those spots if you do not do so already. But let's talk about the return of the Miro Haskin into the lineup last night. He played just four seconds shy of 20 minutes of total time on ice, which is pretty good for his first game back. And I knew that he was going to be back relatively soon. Uh, but I did not expect it to be that quick um, in last night's game against the Ducks, but that is A-OK with me. Uh, I've been saying ever, really ever since he went down with mononucleosis that the sooner we can get him back, the better. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's still getting reacclimated. He's still kind of, you know, getting his feet wet again, getting his, uh, you know, conditioning back up to his typical standard, which is one of, you know, he's probably in some of the best shape on the team when he's at his best because he skates really well. He plays really sharp with his mind. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, and he wasn't really a liability last night. He didn't really do that much on the stat sheet. Uh, really just didn't record a shot, a hit, a takeaway, uh, an assist, really anything. But again, uh, only played a little less than 20 minutes total in the game. So just glad to see him back out on the ice. Glad to see him back in practice. I can imagine that, you know, his presence probably gave a spark to the locker room, just having him around again. I mean, you have a player like Miro Haskinen on the roster in the lineup. I mean, that's just an impact guy. Even if he's not putting up stats, you can see the effort, you know, and the grit that he puts into his performance at probably at practice too, but also just day in and day out in games. Uh, and, you know, guys love to play with a, with a teammate like Miro Haskinen. And also I'm sure that he just has a great bond with a lot of the guys in the locker room. And so I'm sure they're glad to have their friend Miro back, but also the teammate Miro back. And so hopefully we will continue to see him get more minutes as, you know, time goes on, especially on this road trip. And hopefully he'll start stuff in the stat sheet a little bit, maybe get a little more goals added to his statistical, you know, year, uh, also some assists. And also, uh, you know, you can't forget the incredible defensive plays that we typically see from Miro with his stick, uh, shutting down opposition breakaways left and right. But, you know, I, I think, you know, we talk about Jake Ottinger getting confidence from his teammates last night by winning faceoffs and clearing the defensive zone. I think that that also, you know, the return of Miro Haskinen also has to have Jake Ottinger feeling pretty dang good uh you know just having his best defenseman back out there on the ice but you pair that with the performance of john klingberg as of late and even esalen dell and ryan Suter have actually i think in my opinion increased their play i would compliment yanni hockenpah but he is still in timeout for what he did against vancouver with that holding penalty and you know jake also had a big night in his own right you know we talk about 
Uh, we briefly mentioned him last segment, but 26 saves, uh, which is down as of late, um, which is fine. I'm fine with him not having to take 50 shots a game. Uh, that's a pretty low number, and the Stars actually outshot the Anaheim Ducks for all three periods, and so obviously they outshot them for the entire game. Uh, you know, But I think that also can be attributed to Dallas having a full D-man core again. Even if Miro Haskin isn't stuffing the stat sheet, uh, you know, he's still making plays that aren't going to be counted, you know, in stats or, you know, something that you're going to see on a highlight reel. Uh, you probably could make a highlight reel of plays that Miro Haskinen makes that probably affect the outcome of a game or, you know, prevent the opposition from scoring. So has to give a lot of confidence to Jake Ottinger and John Klingberg, Essel Lindell, uh, Ryan Suter, Joel Hanley, you name it. Uh, and, it's, you know, just this whole story just has me thinking, you know, you, two of the guys I just mentioned, Miro Haskinen and Jake Ottinger, some of the younger guys on this team, some of the guys that are the future of this team. And, you know, we, we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of the playoff mix. Um, but, you know, you really just have to think the stars are still in a good spot, regardless of what happens this season. I know that they're still kind of in this weird space of, OK, we have some veterans on the team that are kind of on their way out, some guys that aren't quite what they once were. But then we also have this, you know, bushel of young talent in Jason Robertson, Rope Hintz, Miro Haskinen, Dennis Gurianoff. Uh, but then you even look lower than that. You look at some of the more recent draft picks for the Stars. You got Maverick Bork, uh, who you know has been a promising prospect, played some with the team in the preseason. You got Wyatt Johnston, Logan Stankoven, who are both dominating their respective leagues right now, not even in the NHL or at the AHL level yet, uh, but still making incredible impact, showing you know why they were drafted by the Stars in the first place. And so you look, and you you know it might be easy to think that. You know, this is the last year for the stars to be relevant. And, and I don't necessarily think that's the case, at least for, you know, for the recent time being for the recent years to come. I mean, I think they still have a good shot at making some noise in the playoffs if they get there. But I mean, in all reality, the odds of them making it to the Stanley Cup through this Western Conference and then having to beat whoever they face, which is likely the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, it just doesn't seem very likely. If it does happen, great. I would love to be wrong about that. It just doesn't seem likely, but I think, you know, getting Miro Haskinen back and kind of seeing the younger Jacob Peterson, I can't believe I forgot to mention him. He had a great game last night and a great game against Vancouver on Saturday. I mean, you look at the young guys on this team and I, at least I can't help but notice that the stars are in a good spot. I mean, you would love to see them do well for the rest of the season and make the postseason and maybe win a series or two. But if not, I can't imagine that for more than a year that the stars will be out of playoff contention. And even next year, depending on what moves they make in the offseason, uh, you know how their draft looks. I think that they could still be in the same spot next year, if not maybe a little better with Joe Pavelski coming back. Uh, you know, you maybe move on from a few guys in the offseason and sign some new players. We seem to maybe have our goalie tandem sorted out, and that's something that they might not have to worry about in the offseason. So it, it's just encouraging to see because even down at the junior hockey level and even at the AHL level, there's some guys that you know are putting up some good performances that. You know, the, the Texas Stars in the standings just aren't up very high, so it's hard to notice. But still some solid players being developed at the AHL level that we can get excited about or be pleasantly surprised by when they make the jump to the NHL. But we are going to continue to talk about the Stars and the overall Western Conference playoff race and talk about the next domino to fall out of the race for a wild card spot. It's all coming up after another quick break and a word from some of our sponsors. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. 
The Western Conference continues to be dramatic, folks. This wild card race still being shaken up even at this point in the season as now the St. Louis Blues have dropped from a top three spot in the Central to the top wild card spot. Only a small handful of points ahead of the Dallas Stars. I believe they have 81 and the Stars have 77. Um, would, it, would, it would bring me so much joy to see the Stars, one, pass the Blues, but then if the Blues wanted to be a team that falls out of the playoffs, you won't hear me complain. Uh, I, I pray daily on the downfall of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, so that's a fun storyline to follow, uh, even though it feels like we're just seeing a new Central Division team inserted into that top wildcard spot every week. Um, welcome, St. Louis, to the basement dwellers. Uh, even though we're not basement dwellers, we have a shot at the playoffs, so I shouldn't even be talking negatively like that. But overall, across the NHL, we're finally starting to see teams get eliminated from playoff contention, whether it's the Coyotes, the Canadians, the Flyers, I believe those are the only three teams as of right now officially mathematically eliminated from the NHL playoffs. But there's still some teams that, you know, that have dropped off that aren't officially eliminated, but just the point separation is too big. And then they shipped off a lot of guys at the trade deadline like San Jose and Anaheim. But then you have teams like Vegas, Winnipeg, Vancouver, who are still in the race, still very much alive for this wild card spot or even the first wild card spot, depending on how things shape out. But it just has me thinking, who is going to be the next domino to fall? Because I mentioned Anaheim and San Jose. They were in this race a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, they were teams that we were concerned about. And whenever I make those daily you know, cheering guides for Stars fans to look at, they were there. And now I'm not really featuring them as prominently unless they're playing Dallas just because they're not as much of a threat. I mean, two points for them right now. Okay, yeah, you go from being down 10 points in the standings to eight. You know, still a substantial difference. And so it, it's like a, a battle royale to some degree. Squid game, Fortnite, whatever, whatever the Hunger Games, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, we're looking for the next peg to fall. Like, which team is going to finally slip out of this race uh, and kind of, you know, fall crack under the pressure, I guess, if you will. And, you know, I know J.D. Hernandez, host of Locked on Ducks, said on Tuesday that he doesn't think the Canucks are ready for the playoffs. He doesn't think that they can make it or, you know, that they will make it. I don't, I just don't know if I'm totally sold on that idea. The Canucks still very much scare me. Uh, I know that they're now, just with how some of the games recently have shaped out, a few points behind the Stars. They're not quite as close to on their tail as they were after they beat them on Saturday. But I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because the Canucks have the Stars number this season. They look really good against the Stars uh, in this 21-22 year. I don't know. They definitely have some good talent. I, I do agree that once they make the playoffs, that th I don't think they'll be quite prepared for it just because they don't have the veteran leadership like a team like Vegas has or even Winnipeg or Dallas. So I feel like they're probably the next one to fall. Winnipeg is also just such a toss-up. Their games where they look like they're finally going to fall out of the race, but then they'll come back and they'll beat a really good team by two or three goals. And so they just refuse to die as well. Um, then I think Vegas has a I don't know. Vegas is so weird because they have all this potential on their team, but injuries and then just falling short of expectations. It's truly a weird storyline, but I, I overall predict, I think Winnipeg will be the next team to kind of fall out of the race and then Vancouver. And I think Vegas will probably be Vegas and Dallas, I think will be the last men standing for that second wildcard spot. But if the stars are able to, you know, pop off on this road trip, they can really, really, you know, distance themselves from the rest of these teams. And then we don't have to worry about it. And it can just be those other teams competing to hopefully even try to get into that second wild card spot. Uh, and we can just forget about them as Stars fans. And that would honestly be ideal for me, uh, healthy for my mental health and well-being, knowing that the Stars can make the postseason uh, just to get matched up against the Colorado Avalanche in the first round, which 
Stars have beaten the Avalanche two times out of three this season. However, they have not beaten the new look Avalanche with all their acquisitions at the deadline. So it would absolutely be an intriguing matchup. But that I mean, that's that's the NHL. You hope for a playoff spot and anything can happen. It is literally because it's the Western Conference, the wild, wild west. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day be sure to hit that subscribe button on youtube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating or review if you like what you hear be sure to tune in to tomorrow's show as we will look ahead to the stars ducks 2.0 matchup that's going down on thursday maybe make some comparisons to tuesday's game talk about things that went poorly there and what they need to do to fix that in order to play a more well-rounded game against the ducks this time around but that's going to come up on tomorrow's show we'll see you there stars fans have a great Wednesday.